Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hey there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today's episode 202, Revisiting Your Morning Routine. I released an episode about three years ago called The Lazy Genius Morning Routine, and I still think it is such a helpful episode. I will put a link in the show notes, but today, after I give you the briefest overview of that original episode, I want to revisit the concept, especially in light of still living kind of in a pandemic, and give you one question you can ask yourself, just one as you think about how your current morning routine is serving you or not. I'll also share my own current morning routine and its evolution over the last few years if it helps. And bonus, new thing. So back in the day, including in this original morning routine episode, we used to do a lazy genius tip of the week. I still get requests years later to bring it back, but I'm gonna give you something that I think is even better. We are going to now end every episode for the foreseeable future with a lazy genius of the week. So I get tagged on Instagram at the lazy genius multiple times a day where you all share how you're using the lazy genius principles from the book, the lazy genius way, or how you're implementing ideas from specific podcast episodes, all kinds of things. I'm going to start sharing one of those every week at the end of each episode. So be sure you're following me on Instagram at the lazy genius, and then tag me when you share some kind of lazy genius tip or application or whatever you want to share so that I can see it. It'll be fun to bring that feature back, even though it's going to look different than it did before. But I think it's better because it's your ideas and your tips and celebrating y'all, which makes me happy. Okay, let's jump into the episode. First, a Cliff's Notes version of what a lazy genius routine is, no matter where it is in the day. So build the right routines is actually a principle in my book, The Lazy Genius Way. And the idea is not to create a list of repetitive tasks. We think that's what a routine is, but that's really only part of it. Because what happens when you don't do, you know, all five of your routine steps? So often we beat ourselves up for not completing said routine. We give up completely if we can't do it all, all the time, right? Or we think that something is wrong with the routine. So we choose a different five steps, but we can't complete those either. And then the cycle continues. The cycle continues because you're starting from the wrong place. Without this lens, without this lazy genius lens, you're starting from the what, from the pieces of your routine, rather than starting with the reason for your routine. A lazy genius routine is an on-ramp. It is a collection of choices that take you where you want to go. But those choices really are secondary. They are far less important than where you are going. 
So for a morning routine, the point for most of us, and I shared this in the last episode, is to kindly open the day with purpose and gradually increase your productive energy. I'll say that again. The purpose of a morning routine is to kindly open the day with purpose and gradually increase your productive energy. You might have a different purpose than that, but I think that it's a safe definition for most of us to start from. So if that's the case, you know, it's great. We can all choose what that gradual increase looks like individually. We can, we can choose different things. You don't have to get up at 5 a.m. unless that matters. You don't have to exercise first thing in the morning unless that matters. You get to decide what pieces create that kind opening gradual increase of productive energy. Another thing I said in that first episode that feels worth repeating here is that a morning routine helps you feel like yourself first thing so that you're not frantically searching for yourself throughout the day. That feels true, right? When I enjoy a morning routine that does help me start with purpose and gradually increase my productive energy and it's very kind and all of that happens based on what matters to me, I do feel more like myself already. And I continue to feel like myself as the day goes on. It's kind of like it's kind of like filling your own bucket in the morning so that as you're drained throughout the day, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know, by lunchtime. So how can you build your own morning routine based on this perspective? With one question, just make it, we'll make it real simple. One question. What one thing will help you feel most like yourself in the morning? That's it. That's it. What one thing will help you feel most like yourself in the morning? Is it quiet? Music? Coffee? Reading? Meditating? Moving your body? Taking five minutes to make a plan for the day? Standing outside? Getting dressed? Connecting with a spouse or a friend? Laughing? The list of possibilities is pretty long. But the magic isn't in the list. The magic is in choosing the one thing that makes you feel like yourself because we're all different. We all need different things. I remember a conversation I had here on the podcast with Erin Moon about her morning routine. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. It is a highly popular episode. But Erin was struggling in the mornings because she felt the tension between feeling like she should be starting the morning early and on her own when really she just wanted to stay in bed longer. But she couldn't stay in bed longer because her kids needed supervision and she felt guilty about giving them screen time in the morning, even though that's what they often asked for and were content with when they got it. So when I told Erin that she could just decide to give her kids like a certain amount of screen time in the morning and the kids know that's okay, and then Erin could stay in bed longer and she could gradually increase her productive energy that way, rather than cutting into her sleep and being alone in the dark morning hours when that thing wasn't making her feel like herself. It like it blew her mind. She was so happy. And I was so happy because we need to do what makes sense for us. You have to do what makes you feel like yourself. You have to serve what matters to you more than what the routine list says. So that is your singular question. What one thing will help you feel most like yourself in the morning? And then just do that thing. Start small. Make it one thing. Build the right routine by creating an on-ramp with anything you choose 
starting with just that one thing, to gradually increase your productive energy in a kind way in light of who you are and what you need. Those needs change as your life changes. So to give it some context, I will share how my morning routine has evolved over the last three years since I released that first episode after this quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice though is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature though is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair. Every style. Every home. All right, so let's talk about how your routine can change, even when the primary purpose stays the same. The reason for my own morning routine, that reason has not changed in the last three years. It is still kindly opening the day and gradually building to productive energy by doing things that make me feel like myself and remind me of myself before I get thrown into another day. That has not changed, but the routine itself has. Okay, so three years ago, my morning routine. And I had to, I had to actually like listen to that old episode to know what it was (laughs) because I do not remember things very well. Um, so three years ago, my morning routine involved getting up early, like 5 15, 5 30. Um, I would make coffee because I like the slowness of it before anyone else woke up. I would do 10 minutes or so of yoga and meditation. I would read, uh, I would finish up the school lunches that I were mostly already made from the day before. And I also used to wash my face before I left my room. 
don't know. Um, I don't remember that, but that's real. Also, in re-listening to that first episode, apparently those were the days when Annie, my youngest, she would wake up at 8 a.m. That is weird. I do not remember this. Like I, st- I have to have an alarm in her room that I've had with my boys too, who are nine and 11, where the light turns on when you're allowed to leave your room. My children are not oversleepers. I have to make them stay in, <laughs> to make them stay in their rooms. So it's so weird. It's so weird to think about the fact that Annie used to wake up at eight. Like what is happening? And what's funny is I do not remember this. This is why, this is why, side note, when my kids ask me to tell them stories about when they were little, I have basically no answers because everything gets kind of blocked out with each stage, which I, uh, this is why I need Emily P. Freeman to help me reflect. This, this is why I need her. Okay, so back to it. My, my routine has changed since then, but more importantly, why? It's not so much what has it changed to, but why has it changed? All right, so I used to wash my face first. And when I thought back, like, why did I do that? It's because I would often forget to wash my face. Like if I didn't do it first thing, I would just like get dressed and do my thing and it was fine. I was also home with a tiny baby or a toddler or whatever. And so you forget about things like that. And also back then, skincare, it wasn't that important to me, but it matters more now than it used to. I just, I don't forget to wash my face anymore. And I do it when I'm getting showered and dressed and stuff, which I didn't always do at the beginning of the day several years ago. So that is no longer part of my morning routine, right? Now, I used to get up at like, you know, 5.15 or 5.30 because I needed a longer stretch of alone time pretty much because I was at home with Annie all day. I was never alone. This was before she was in school. Well, now she is. Now she goes to preschool like five days a week. And my boys now, they are also more self-sufficient than they were a few years ago. On top of that, I do not go to bed as early as I did back then. And then, you know, I didn't want to wake up as early because my boys, they stay up later than they used to. So that extra bit of alone time or hanging out with cause, it's at night now instead of in the morning because my boys are up later than they used to be. And so I want to stay up later, which means I sleep later right? I'm also just not as desperate for immediate alone time because the morning hours, they're just not the only time I'm alone anymore. So the time I get up has changed now. It's usually by six o'clock, which is half an hour before the kids get up. But even this morning that I'm recording this, I did not wake up until a kid woke me up. So it changes. This leads me to how the morning routine has morphed the most. All right, so I still want that gradual increase of productive energy, right? That's still important. Well, we kind of have a family morning routine now that does that job. I don't need my own routine for that anymore. The family has the gradual increase already built in. So at 6.30, Annie, she gets up. That's when the green lights come on. That's what we say is our alarms have these like, they light up. Some of y'all, I'm sure some of y'all have those, but a green light turns on. That's the thing. Has your green light turned on yet? Has your green light come on? <laughs> so the green lights come on at 636. So around then, Annie gets up and she helps me make my coffee. She knows how much sugar to use. She knows how to press the button on the Nespresso or the French press, whatever coffee I'm making that day. And it's actually really sweet. Like she and I slowly, gradually begin the day together at that point. That's become part of our family morning routine. Okay. So I don't, I don't make coffee first thing in the morning. I don't, I don't need to. 
I also used to have to drag the boys away from playing to get ready for school and brush their teeth and stuff, but they don't need that as much anymore. Like they don't, they just don't need that. They have their own morning routine where they also get up at like 630, but they listen to music in their room from 630 to seven. So really I'm only parenting one kid at once instead of all three. And they're not really like playing and getting distracted. And they know as part of their routine, they need to come out and be dressed for school by seven o'clock. That's just the deal. Now, of course, I have to go and be like, guys, it's almost seven, but it's not that big of a deal. And they get their own breakfast, which is a lot easier now, right? Now, while the, while the boys get their breakfast, Annie and I make school lunches for everybody. And we're both still in our pajamas. Again, it's very, very gradual, right? We're in, we're gradually increasing the productivity as a family. So Annie and I get those done. And then Kaz takes the boys to school. And then it's just me and Annie again. And we have like a solid 30 or 45 minutes before we need to leave to take her to school. And so we spend that time together getting ready. So it's just a very gradual process. Now, even though I'm with all the kids, it doesn't feel as much like a gauntlet as it did say three years ago, because I know the alone time is coming. It's coming. Once everyone's in school, like it's coming. The morning routine is really more for my family now than for me. So when I get up before anyone else, it's just icing, right? I read, I do some yoga, I journal, but I'm not tied to any particular activity. I'm not tied to any of those things. I do what I feel like doing that morning, what makes me feel most like myself in the time that I have. And that that piece about choosing the one thing that helps you feel like yourself, spoiler, mine is music. I say that all the time. Like music is is everything to me. I let the boys listen to their own like weird music in their rooms so that I can listen to mine, like in the kitchen when we're getting ready and stuff. I turn on my, my chill Irish instrumental music or a playlist I've made. And with that as the background to our loose family routine that gradually increases in productive energy, I'm in really good shape. Another thing that makes me feel not like myself is being rushed. I do not like being rushed. But the way that our family morning routine is set up, it keeps it keeps that from being super rushed, right? There are definitely mornings where a kid forgets their mask or Sam gets distracted reading his book and he forgets to brush his teeth and we're running a little bit late or Annie spills my coffee and so I have to make sandwiches like a lot faster than I would want to. But overall, the rhythm in the mornings is is the same. It's not super frantic. It's gradual as a family. And because of the music that I'm listening to, honestly, and then just sort of being present with that, I feel like myself, there's a looser expectation to what I need the morning to be. And it helps me relax and feel like myself. Now, eventually, it will change again. That routine, the way it looks will change again. It'll have the same purpose but it will look different. Maybe even a couple of months when the pandemic is over. In fact, when I was just thinking about this, when the boys were home for virtual school, the first half of this school year that we're in right now, that was just a few months ago. They just started going back in January. So all of last fall, I absolutely got up earlier every single day to have alone time because I didn't have any otherwise. We were always, always together. None of us were alone. (laughs) Like for a really long time, so many of us have not been alone. Some of you still aren't alone. Some of you still aren't. 
but naming the point of it all, right? Naming what matters. That helps you have less attachment to the specifics of your routine and have more kindness and grace when you're, those elements change because they will change. But there's less pressure because you're still accomplishing what you're after just in multiple ways, depending on who you are and what your life looks like right now. And you can start small with just one thing rather than depending on these five to 10 steps when you really just need to think about where you're going right? I hope that's helpful. That is our revisiting to our morning routine. Just remember the point. It is a kind opening. It is a gradual increase in productive energy that also pays honor to what makes you feel like yourself. And then just ask yourself what one thing can contribute to that. And then just do that thing. Again, for me, it's music. If I'm playing music, I love even when the morning is hectic and a kid's kid wakes me up instead of I got up on my own and I did nothing for myself. It's, it's kind of still okay. It's not ideal, but it's actually okay because that's my one thing. You can try on a few one things if you get stuck, but just keep asking. Start small. Pay attention. Name what matters as you build the right routine. Okay, before we go, let's celebrate our first Lazy Genius of the Week. This is so exciting. Today's is Danielle Barham. She posted this recently. The lazy genius principle that has made the biggest difference in my life. Make sure that your counters are clear and ready to receive your groceries before you head to the store. And then she shared a picture of her empty counter. That singular tip, I shared that on Instagram like years ago. It is such a game changer and it deserves to be mentioned as often as possible. Uh, It is just so helpful because you're not like moving stuff out of the way when you get home, like your bags of groceries. If you're a Costco haul person, clean off your counters before you leave. It is like, it changes everything. Danielle is, um, she's often very, very generous and sharing lazy genius tips and thoughts on her Instagram. So thank you, Danielle. You are our first lazy genius of the week. I appreciate you and all of you who listen to this podcast who follow me on Instagram, who share the love of the book and the podcast, all of it. It's just, it's the most delightful, humbling thing. And I'm so grateful. So thank you for listening. I'm grateful you're here. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra and I'll see you next week. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers, need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.